Hey everyone, Haley here. On April 11th, we launched our Patreon. It was a huge milestone for our podcast, and we have already met our first goal. Now, the hosting fees and the start of the equipment fees are paid for. We had another first for the podcast as well. This past Saturday, uh, we played the episode drinking game with our Whiskey Neat and Gasoline Queen patrons. It was seriously such a blast. Everyone probably drank too much, but it was so fun. Uh, with all that said, I do want to thank all of you for your support and helping us meet this goal. I also want to thank you for spreading the word by telling friends, uh, sharing on social media, and leaving us reviews. It has helped us grow more than you can imagine. This means so much to all of us. Thank you. With that, welcome to episode 36, Monsters and Lepidstab. Do you like liquor and things that go boo? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 36. Guys, this is the first Patreon poll beverage. What kind of trouble did we get ourselves into here? Well, it is an ounce of coconut rum, pineapple rum, blue curacao, amaretto, and four ounces of pineapple juice. And Griffin, I think you really put it best on what it looks like. Oh, yeah. This shit looks like... Mini golf water. <laughs> but I like the way it's it tastes. Fantastic. It's pretty tasty, yeah. I would, uh, on the gasoline queen scale, I'd probably give it an unleaded. <laughs> it's not bad. It's premium. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's all right. I'm not a huge fan. It's a bit sweet. Yeah, it's real sweet. Sweet. I think it's perfect. And if you want to look it up. Perfect in every way. If you want to look it up, it's called the crit one. Who was it suggested by? Tag's dad. On Instagram. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank awesome. you. And thank you for the patrons, not only for patronizing us, but also for uh, voting, because we need your votes to decide. Otherwise, I would just drink bourbon and Steve would just drink hams. Man, how boring would that be, drinking the same drink almost every episode? Drinking the same drink for 35 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> 36 now, actually. 36 now. So, I mean, this time it's all of us, and uh, next time it'll be Brooks, right? But after that, how are we deciding? I think... Roll-off. Uh, yeah, maybe a roll-off. Maybe whoever didn't role-play the last episode would just say, you have to, you have to take the front of the <laughs> No. <day." laughs> I, I was thinking, uh, I mean, if you guys have any suggestions as a whole, like our fans have any suggestions, but also, uh, otherwise, I think it'd be cool to do something with dice, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Roll I, off. I think we should roll off, and if somebody rolls a natty one, all the suggestions have to be like hard liquor. Should we roll now? I'll, I'll roll now, yeah. All right, Griff, you're rolling too. Oh, I see you not picking up your dice. You better pick them up. I'm going to go with my bloody teeth dice. That seems What if there's a tie? How's the tie work? Roll again. 12. Guess what? Your good boy, GM Griff, got 
natural 20. I'm never drinking again. Cut that in half. <laughs> I got a 10. I only got a 6. Got you all beat. It's a 1. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> it's convenient we queued you up for next week. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Perfect. I verified. It is a 1. So guys, how does it feel to be off the road and into Leopardstadt? The city of dreams, some might say. The, the city on the Mortro River. Founded, I don't know, 700 years ago? Tourist destination to some. Place of study for others. Some might know it as Little Leopardsty. Others may know it as the Stat Strad. Your thoughts? But you're making this up. I'm making it all. Well, not all of it. Some of it's actually true. I'll let you figure out which parts. <laughs> I thought it was called the little apple. Little apple? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guess not. I, uh, just around my parts. <laughs> around my parts. It's a, it's a big apple and a little apple. <laughs> I heard they filmed the Wicker Man there. <laughs> Guys, we got all book two. I'm going to keep talking about the Wicker Man for all of book two. One of the best Nicolas Cage films. I don't understand the reference. It's a Nicolas Cage film. <laughs> That's it? That's, <laughs> That's all it. you need to know. I'm done. No more. He gets burned in a giant Wicker Man. Yeah. That's oh, shit. Story. I should have told spoilers. Oh, no. <laughs> spoilers for the Wicker Man, guys. Sorry. So you guys make it to Leopardstadt with the Crooked Kin, and your collective caravans are rolling through basically the center of town. And there's this huge throng of people, and they seem to be all worked up. They're arguing. They're, there's some fights breaking out. It's getting really rowdy. Oh, I forgot to mention our live studio audience is also here. Tim, tell the people what you're drinking. I'm drinking the support of your Patreon subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, absent. Same thing. So you guys roll into Leopardstadt, and the situation is kind of crazy. The less formidable members of the Crooked Kin kind of retreat into the caravan. You see Seymour is outside, and he's got a battle axe brandished. He's, he's looking a little worried about the situation. Matumbe and Ikmer, I assume, are outside. Lyra and Eclipse, I don't know if you were outside or, or you come out because of the commotion. Lyra would definitely come out as there starts to be more noise and more trouble because she might not be super good with uh, close hand-to-hand combat, but she can definitely hold her own. Okay. Yeah, Eclipse would probably be outside. So you guys are outside seeing this crowd kind of get unruly around this giant wicker man. Yes. They're starting to crowd your caravan. It's starting to get uncomfortable. What do you do as, the, as these people swarm around you? What are you doing? Especially Matumbe and Ikmer, who are kind of like guarding the front and side. Right, right off the bat, uh, Matumbe is going to shout to Lyra. Lyra, keep an eye on, on our carnival going friends. We'll hold the line here. We'll keep an eye on the crowd. Ikmer, you got that side? Like we're on two different sides of the wagon or something. Yeah, I got you, Matumbe. Don't worry. So you two are on either side, and Trollblood's kind of clearing the path in the front as a as this just like formidable figure, and he's like, "Just yell, Weena, if you need anything. I've got the front." 
and he's he's pushing people kind of aggressively out of the way because this is a situation you don't want to be in with a couple of wagons. Yeah, and Eclipse would uh, use ghost sound because at this level I can actually sound as though I am 80 humans and it can rise in volume. So I'm going to start with get back, get out of the way, and rise up. So it now sounds like... 80 humans kind of saying, get away. I'm going to make a will save collectively for the crowd. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to roll 300 of these, but just imagine imagine I had. Okay. Yeah, it's only like a 10, so I imagine that they, they would sort of disperse, but not, I mean, it's not, your sound, there's way more people than that here. Right. It'd just be all from one spot, you know, radiating outwards. So I think they get your message. Uh, you got the front wiener, but who, who's got the back wiener? I don't have another wiener in the back. You're going to have to protect it with someone else. Who, who's got the back wiener? I don't see more wieners around here. Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine the girls are kind of in the rear, maybe not pushing people off because you're clearing oh, yeah, a path, yeah. but just... If if people are getting too close to the wagon and getting too aggressive, Lyra will start spraying water on them with her create <laughs> yes. water. Gallons and gallons of water. Crowd control fire hose. Yep. Right, she's got the fire hose and I've got the, like, air... Or the megaphone, basically. <laughs> <laughs> we got get out, get out. We are a riot-breaking squad. <laughs> so... People in the sides and the front make a perception check. Oh, that's rough. I got seven off the die. That brings it up to a 13. I got a six off the die. That brings it to a six. (laughs) (laughs) Never gets old. (laughs) Seymour's total was a 16. And he's in the front, so it kind of makes sense that he would see this first. And he shouts back to the rest of the group. The god, they're coming. Uh Maybe if we make it to them, they can help us get through. And you you do see after he kind of points them out that the guard is coming from the northwest. They seem to be coming from one of the main thoroughfares of town, and they're heading into the square. Push forward, Wiener. We must penetrate through these horde. I All hate right. you All guys right. so much. <laughs> I'm doing my best, but I'm a bit flaccid. <laughs> okay okay fine so you guys continue to push through and you're headed in the direction of the guard Matumbe you're on the same side as the guard make a perception check alright a little better that totals out at a 19 yeah this is pretty easy to see one guard in particular flaming red head of hair and you immediately recognize your old buddy Ed Dunn is leading the charge of the guards and they're trying to disperse the group and they've got sound bursts and they're using some some sort of pseudo-magical means to disperse this crowd. Uh, you can tell it's like they've got like itching powder bombs and that kind of stuff that they're throwing out into the crowd because this situation doesn't seem to be controllable by what you can see is 11 guards. Wiener, Ikma, the... The guard approaches, and one of them is a friendly face. Edward! Edward Dunn! Uh, 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 hello! Who, who, who goes there? It is Matumbe. Enigma. 
I, I, I remember you guys. Uh, hurry, get towards us. We'll, we'll cover you from the back. So we'll, we'll kind of, we'll, we'll give that direction to whoever's like, uh, you know, behind the reins of the, um, of the wagon, and, and kind of get them going towards the. And Sajira, Sajira is behind the reins of the first wagon, so mm-hmm. I think she whips the horses and starts the pace. And you guys start to go forward, and the path is clearer now that the guards have kind of cleared out a little space for you. They are to either side of you, and they kind of fill in behind you and start that almost riot shield <laughs> approach where they slowly back back into the uh, thoroughfare that they had come from, letting you get through. You can see that the, the crowd, once you're through the town square, is like immediately loses interest in you they're pretty much in town square to fuck shit up it seems like and they're just doing it to anyone that happens to be in the area once you get through less people are around it starts to die down the guards kind of followed you back and what do you say as you come face to face with Ed Dunn who can even remember who he was well I don't think Ickmer actually interacted with him uh, while he, we were all at the the party that was disguised as a funeral. <laughs> I believe there's only one person that really interacted with him. That was Lyra. She, uh, she definitely got introduced to him by Mikhail, yep. I believe. Now that things have calmed down and she no longer has to hose down everyone with water, I guess she would just walk up and say, Oh, it's great to see you again. Thank you so much for getting us through that. We would have been trapped, and who knows what would have happened. Oh, hey there, Lyra. Uh, it's, uh, wow, I, I wasn't expecting to see you in, in Leopardstadt any time soon. Um, what, are, what are the four of you doing here? We're helping Kendra. She's She's moving out here now, so we wanted to make sure she got here safe. I think she would, like peek out of one of the covered wagons and <laughs> wave at Ed and say, um, hi, hi, Ed. Uh, good to see you again. Well, it's it's really good to see all of you. I'm glad we could get you through safe. Things in town, are, oh, they've gotten pretty wild since the beast got captured. I, I haven't heard much about him other than it's going to be a big affair. What's, what's going on? Well, uh, trial's underway. Uh, we caught him robbing the University of Leppenstadt. Took all of us just to bring him down. Can I tell you something in confidence, Lyra? Of course. I can keep a secret. I'm telling you this as a friend. Seemed like the beast kind of gave up when we caught him. It was, it was really, really weird. I didn't understand it at the time, but... He's huge. He he could have killed all of us, I think. A little strange. That is odd. Do you think he was in his right mind? He was encountered by two of the town guard. They didn't want to take him on by themselves, obviously. But he was in this kind of rage, it seemed. He was tearing the, tearing the wing of the museum apart. The Museum of Antiquities, have you heard of it? Oh, that that sounds a little familiar. I think I maybe wandered around there a little bit, but I didn't really understand much. It's at the university. You, you'd know it if you saw it. It's pretty imposing building, but 
I just, the, the guards called for backup. He continued to rage, and then when we surrounded him, it almost looked like he came to his senses or, or calmed down and, and saw us, and, and he didn't raise a fist to any of us. It's kind of not something you see every day. Yeah, I've, I've definitely seen my fair share of oddities. Was this brought up in the trial at all, or will it be? He may not be as dangerous as he seems. Well, most of my men... Oh, did I mention? I got a promotion. Congratulations! Captain of Guard now. Last captain. Well, <laughs> he killed himself with a drink about three weeks ago. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear. So I'm acting Sergeant Dunn. Good news for me. Maybe I'll get it for real after we put the beast away. But neither I or my men are willing to share that in public. That's why I confided in you. Would you like us to do a little bit of investigating off off the record? I think that'd be a right fine idea. I just think I kind of owe that creature monster whatever he is again i i just feel like he could have he could have torn us apart and he let us go he let us take him he he may be a gentle soul at heart he could have been pushed to do something he didn't even want to do i i think we can definitely investigate and make sure if he's going on trial it's for a crime that he actually committed well i think that's a it's a mighty good call did, did I hear investigate? Because uh, Detective Ickmer is, is on the case. What is all that about? So the, the sheriff gave him a badge. It kind of went oh, to his head. Lord. <laughs> don't, don't egg him on. I will try my best not to. <laughs> he, he shows it off a little bit, like turns it and makes sure it, that it... Uh, it Sparkles in the light. Son, what is that uh, fine piece of brass you got there? Well, it is my badge. I am an honorary sheriff in Ravengrow. And if I've learned anything, it is that I have a knack for investigating and sometimes finding evidence. Son, you ever been in a town bigger than Ravengrow? Well, I don't think that's exactly uh, relevant to this, but I, well, no is the is the answer I'd be giving to this. I figured as much. Listen, we see quite a bit of shit as guards in a town like Levenstadt. I know you think being an honorary sheriff is a big deal here, but an honorary sheriff of a town of two guards ain't that big. You're going to have to prove yourself if you want to mean anything to me. When did when did Kid Ed Dunn become such a hard ass? Well, Emily just told me not to take him on. That's Lyra. <laughs> He's trying uh, to take him down a peg. He is what? Lieutenant? Lieutenant Dunn now? Sergeant Dunn. Sergeant Dunn now? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Listen, kid. Doesn't mean I don't want your help. Don't get me wrong. I just don't want you getting in over your head, all right? You you got it, Mr. Mr. Do, uh, Sergeant Don. Excuse me. 
and I will be sure to not overstep any bounds and if anything very serious comes up, definitely notify the town guard first. He knows Ickmer's a kid. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those situations where as an adult and as a person that met you when you were level one and not really accomplished, I think he worries about someone like you going in over their head. And that makes sense. Ickmer is is a kid. He hasn't seen much, but in that short time, he's accomplished a lot in the sense of Ravengrow. And because of that, I think that it got to his head a little bit. Big fish in a small yeah. pond. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, and Ed probably hasn't heard about everything that happened no, in Ravengrow either. Hasn't. Like, he doesn't know what happened in the I prison. I don't think many people outside of Ravengrow have. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah. Sergeant Dunn, I couldn't help but overhear that this beast was caught ransacking part of the university's museum. You said you said a specific wing. What was he? What was he demolishing? Museum of Antiquities. Uh, Any exhibits in particular? I'm not the museum going type, but you could talk to Doctor Crow. He he runs the museum. I just can't help but thinking that maybe. If he gave up immediately, maybe he had achieved his goal. And maybe finding out what he destroyed could be key in finding out what motivates the beast. And evidence is very key. How long ago was this that he well broke into the broke into the antiques wing? Well, happened about a week and a half ago, but we were taking evidence for a while, and honestly, they only just started cleaning it up so you might if you wanted to go look there I I don't know that you wouldn't find what you're looking for I I don't think they've done a lot of restoration work yet if that makes sense would it be possible to see the beast himself you need special clearance for that he's in, in the courthouse though we keep most prisoners down below. Don't think about sneaking in, though. It's. I see it. Look at your eye, Lyra. You want to make an enemy out of Sergeant Dunn. All right, all right. We we won't cross that line. If you guys are done talking to Dunn, he would pull Matumbe aside at this point. Yes, Sergeant. Is there something I can do for you? Listen, Matumbe. I got nothing bad to say about you, but what Lorimore left me was a little more than interesting about my dad's trip to the Expanse. I think I think that's how you know Lorimore, right? I beg your forgiveness. I met a few people in his party. To whom do you refer? Man, hair red like mine. Probably sunburnt. Ah... I see the resemblance now. Listen, Matumbe, I don't mean to pry. The notes Lorimore left me weren't entirely clear, but he didn't seem to be present when my dad died. I'm wondering if you had any more information. Sergeant Dunn, a sad thing happened to your father. Your, uh, our compatriot, Professor Lorimore, was, was very sick and... I needed to 
procure some uh, specific herbs that only the jungle could provide. I took your father along with me to help procure these things. Unfortunately, not both of us made it back. Well, what happened then? It was a life for a life. He tried to help. Unfortunately, he perished. But Lorimore was able to make it out. But how did he perish, Matumbe? I want to know how my dad died. If you were there, I mean, be a decent person and tell me. He caught a different sickness than Professor Lorimore did. Roll bluff. It's going to be an 18. He's only got a 13 cents motive. So I think he, he believes what you're saying. I just, I don't, I don't understand, Matumbe. I mean, you're, you could heal the professor. What could he have contracted that it killed him and, and killed him so fast? I mean, Lorimore's notes say he didn't even make it back to the camp and Lorimore was still sick. There are dangers in the Moongi Expanse that I can barely comprehend and I've lived there most of my life. I'm sorry, my friend. It was a life for a life. He tried valiantly to help your father. We just both didn't make it back. For what it's worth, I I appreciate you being there for him in his last last moments. I was glad I could be there as well. If if you guys need anything in this town, you just you let me know. I probably can't get you everything, but I am acting sergeant, so I'll do my best to help you out. And Matumbe puts his hand on uh, Dunn's shoulder and says, Thank you very much, my boy. I'm sorry for what happened to your father, but I very much can see that you are living up to his great name. I appreciate your offer for your assistance. And with that, we get to the task at hand, which I believe is getting Kendra to Adivion's house. Unless you would like to drag her around, I think she's expecting you to drop her off. When do we get the money again? So, I know that was many episodes ago. If somebody can remember who you're reporting to, they will get a Harrow card. If not, I'll tell you. Someone in lipstick. That's the, that's the first clue. Ed Dunn. <laughs> not Ed Dunn. <laughs> We're supposed to bring books to a professor at the university. Ah, uh, didn't catch that man's name, did you? Not even a little. I even looked at my notes. So, no hero cards will be awarded this session. Ah, But, you were supposed to bring all but one book to Dr. Montagne Crowell. I've never heard that name. Not at all. Nope. nope. Don't believe you. Okay. Uh, Detective Ickmer definitely would have remembered that. <laughs> Back if, to the notes. Yep. Also, um, what all but one? What? What? what so what? the purple book. Oh, okay. With like the scarab. Yeah. And that was locked before you guys rudely unlocked it. Was supposed to go to a woman named Embrith Daramid. I don't believe any of those. <laughs> <laughs> those Fake the, news. Those are the two people <laughs> that you are supposed to take the books to. I was hoping somebody would just remember three minutes ago when I said Dr. Crowell. No, didn't pick up on that one. <laughs> just didn't nope. pick it up. Good, nope. good try, nope. though. Nope. Oh, sorry for uh, giving you guys a chance. 
you know that you have two destinations and you know a little bit about Dr. Crowell. You know from Ed Dunn's little spiel that he is part of the, um, or he's a professor of antiquities at the University of Lepidstadt. So he would most likely be in the antiquities building of which a part of that building is a museum of antiquities that the beast kind of ravaged. Convenient. Yes. Weird how an adventure path brings everything together. <laughs> it's weird. None of my homebrews do that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's evening time. It's actually probably night at this point past the crowd. Are you guys taking Kendra back? Yeah, let's get rid of Kendra. Okay. Yeah, let's dump this old lady. I think at this point, <laughs> the crooked kin know that you're parting ways. Cap would would speak to you all. My friends and, and co-travelers, I am so appreciative of you getting us to Lepidstadt and especially through that crowd that was a sticky situation listen we can't stay with you for whatever you're doing we came to this town to to make a living especially during this crazy time we figure well people want to see a freak show when a freak show's on trial right but I think we can still stay good friends if you catch my drift, I'd, I'd like to remain close and have have you as our friends and companions. I don't know if you feel the same. If we could find you later on and uh, catch a show, maybe we'd be happy to be a part of the crowd. Well, thank you, Ikma. We do see a lot of people in our travels and, and meet a lot of people in the towns we visit. Now, if y'all ever find yourselves needing a bit of assistance from, well, <laughs> humble carnies like ourselves, do not be afraid to ask. We'd be more than willing to lend a hand, whatever it is that you find yourselves needing. Thank you for that kind gesture. We'll definitely keep that in mind as we're moving around the town, and just... Keep your ears open to any talk about the beast. We're, we're definitely interested in his trial. Oh, we certainly will be. He's a talk of the town and wouldn't want to get lost in all the fake news. I think, Ikma, all you're going to have to do is yell Weena and uh, <laughs> our, humble, our humble caravan god, uh, Trollblood, is probably going to come running to help you. Ikma waves vigorously. Ooh. That's right. <laughs> he follows he waves back. <laughs> <laughs> so the crooked kid would would part ways with you. Is there anything any of you wanna say to any of your crooked brethren? As as they're taken off, Matumbe's gonna walk over to Prince R. My, my friend the prince, we go our separate directions, but I have something I want to leave with you. And what would that be, Matumbe? Now, I, I know you are not a man of the cloth, but 
We both despise the same taint. I hope that the Lady of Graves watches over you. And he gives he gives the uh, the prince the silver holy symbol of Phrasma. So Matumbe like drapes it over Prince Zar's neck. Yep. And I think he smiles at you. I appreciate this, my friend. I do hope it keeps me safe. And I hope it brings you strength that one of your brothers somewhere is wearing the same crest as you. It lightens my heart to hear that. Safe travels to you and yours. I will see you before you leave town, silly man. (laughs) Make sure you visit before you go somewhere else. I'll try to, but if not, I will see you in the next life. And you guys part ways. Um, before we go, Sajira, but uh, where where can I find you? Or, you know, just in case I want to catch a show. And he's <laughs> winking really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Ikmar, we will um, we'll be in one of the secondary town squares that. The one we just passed through is too dangerous for us, but north of town is where... When we've been to Lepidstad, that's where we've performed in the past. If you'd like to see me, best chances are I'd be there. That is where our mutual friends gather. Sounds good. Doesn't that sound fun, guys, to go catch a show sometime? For sure. Yeah, sure, Ekmer. There's not much room in my heart for levity. But I could catch a show. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys travel forth with Kendra, and Adivian's house is likely to the northeast of town. So he lives kind of where you would see a decent amount of more lavish-looking townhouses. It looks like the people in this part of town, this neighborhood, are doing pretty well for themselves. Kendra gives you the directions, or at least the address, and you guys are able to make it out through the winding streets of Lepidstadt. Now, what you do see as you move from city center outwards, the buildings towards the center of town actually have like a a newness to them. They They look at least remodeled, reconstructed. As you move outward, though, you see that the buildings start to take on some of Lepidstadt's maybe older charm. Now, I did say earlier, you might have interpreted it as a joke, but Lepidstadt is over 700 years old as a town. And some of its older buildings, while still maintained, are not as revitalized and, and remodeled as they are in the center of town. And I think a Divian's neighborhood is one of these where the houses are older looking, more imposing looking, less windows, a little more old style. And Matumbe, make me a knowledge check. It's going to be knowledge history if you have it. Me? 
Oh, Eclipse, you can do so as well. I also have Matumbe, a... Matumbe, you get a... Rude, just ask everyone. Well, no, I'm sorry, but Matumbe, <laughs> uh, what I was getting at is, Matumbe, you get a plus two from talking to Print Czar oh. about the history of the area. Wonderful. All right, that's going to be a 24 total. Anybody yeah. else? No. no, that beats me. I only got 20. Okay, so Matumbe would know... Buildings like this would have appeared just after the Whispering Tyrant ruled over Lepidstat. In fact, he would know that Lepidstat was one of the first larger cities to be rebuilt, revitalized after the country was ravaged by the undead is, is there would he know any particular reason for that why this place bounced back first like did those crusaders uh, or paladins settle here or it's just that the nat- the natural order of things he would with the 24 with the 24 he would know that these people in life were humble farmers as the whispering tyrant kind of controlled the area they were one of the last places touched. And so when it started to develop into a town and then into a city, it wasn't starting over from rubble. It was actually starting anew. This is one of the places that, while old, hasn't been directly influenced or destroyed by the Whispering Tyrant. 700 years is the marker that you remember... Prince Czar telling you about as when the Whispering Tyrant was defeated. So this town started around then. So Matumbe kind of turns to his traveling companions and he says, You know, I talked extensively to the man that I gave the holy symbol to you. I would like to now relay a story that he impassed on to me. And he explains um, the, the reign of the Whispering Tyrant, how he was defeated, when this took place, and Consequently, why this town might look different from other ones we've seen or may encounter in the future. And I think with that, the final thing you would note is that this is probably the town with some of the oldest buildings because it's the first town to start up after that. Mm -hmm. It's the first town to start up after almost everything was destroyed. And so while there may be older buildings, not many of them were erected and then not damaged for that long. Yes, exactly. And so that's the kind of strange vibe you get in this neighborhood. It's like these houses are well-maintained, but they're very old and very distinctly different from the center of town. You approach Adivian's townhouse. It's marvelous, but in our terms, gothic-looking. Gray and black stone make up its exterior. And it has this thick oaken double door. At the front, you can see, as you look upwards, a light in one of the third-story windows. A singular light. The rest of the townhouse is dark. Well, I would be happy to knock on the door. Kendra, are you sure this is the right address? Yes, Igmer. Um, this is the place. Okay, uh... 
and you would see a shadow kind of rise up out of that window and pass downstairs and and you would see kind of a light from the windows that you see the shadow passing kind of following as if this figure is carrying some sort of candle. The door opens and you see a familiar face. You see <laughs> It doesn't have to be that sinister. <laughs> it's a townhouse. These large oaken doors. Well, it's gothic. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and you see a Divian at the door. It's it's later in the evening. It's not it's not like the middle of the night. So I don't think you've disturbed him at all. But he would say, "Oh, h- hello. Um, who's there?" And he would kind of look out into the dark, and his vision would adjust. And oh, <laughs> I know you, huh? Welcome. Uh, come come in. Come in. I I assume you're bringing uh, Kendra. And uh, Kendra would kind of be like packing her stuff up in the wagon because she knew you guys were approaching. And you, any of you helping her out with her stuff, I assume maybe you would. Yeah, sure. Ikmer's yeah. on yeah. lookout, so no, he wouldn't. So you guys kind of help her with her stuff, bring it into the foyer. I think he might take Kendra aside, have her maybe help make some tea and that kind of stuff as the bigger, stronger folk carry stuff up to, uh, he would show you like the room that's meant to be Kendra's for the time being, and then proceed to make you guys some tea. Uh, maybe grab one of the ales from his magically chilled ice box for Ikmer. <laughs> <laughs> maybe one for Eclipse. I don't know. Uh, what, what would you all like to drink? I, I have um, a, pretty much anything you'd like. Except salt water. I, I, it's not a th- I have salt and I have water. I've heard about you. Uh, tea, tea sounds lovely, but if, if you could sprinkle a little salt in there, it right, tastes even right. better. You know, it's like post-medieval times. Is, uh, salt's expensive. <laughs> 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 but no, he would, he would do that. Uh, would Matumbe ask for anything in particular? Oh, tea sounds wonderful. What an indulgence. I'm being bad tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd like a, a, a strong mead or maybe some liquor. Mm. All right. Um, I'm sure I uh, have something in, in stock. Ekman, anything for you? Uh, well, the sale that you've already poured is just fine for me. The sale is okay. Sure, he, <laughs> you already poured you some ale. Or, or maybe I poured it. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. You, you've been in this house five seconds and you've found your way right to it. Um, you must have a weird sixth sense for that, th- that kind of thing. It's almost like I'm a detective or something. Just <laughs> sniff it right out. A Divian would kind of like flick his hands and his fireplace would light up. You remember this guy was one of... Professor Lorimore's apprentices, probably decently magically powerful. In fact, most of the braziers in his house light up with with the presence of gas. Somebody make me a knowledge arcana if you have it. Yes. I rolled another seven. So a 24. Yeah, you got it. Dang. It's enough to know that like the thing you initially thought was him carrying a candle downstairs was probably something like dancing lights. Oh. 
And you infer that from the fact that he's able to magically illuminate his house. <laughs> <laughs> You've all come such a long way. Um, be a shame if you didn't take a load off. Come come sit down. Uh, you know, tell me about your travels. Uh, how have things been since I saw you? Ravengrow is doing much better now. It saw some troubled times, but we made sure it was in good hands when we left it. And that if, if you felt it before when you were there, that oppressive nature to the town. Yeah, I think I felt that a bit. Yeah, it's, it's gone now. Huh. What'd you do? You've, you've heard of Harrowstone Prison, correct? Yeah, well, uh, Lorimore was checking that out. As far as I remember. Yeah, there was quite a bit going on. I we, we all understand why he was looking into it, or at least I like to think I do. But there was lingering spirits there from some very powerful, evil, evil people. But we made sure they were all gone, or at least neutralized. Yeah, we removed the threat from Ravengrove so that the people in Ravengrove are happier and healthier. I'm sure you did a great service to the town. I'm sure what was going on there is uh, no small part in why uh, Kendra's leaving. <laughs> Kendra decided to take me up on my offer and uh, come move out this way. But we'll be we'll be moving to my actual house in Caliphus. Reason I'm here, y'all heard of the. Trial of the Beast. Can I ask a quick side question? Yeah. How old is he? He is probably in his mid-40s. Oh, how old is Kendra? She's in her mid-20s. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I, I just... Continue. I don't think he's been a creep about it, just if you're, if you're inferring that. <laughs> No, I just, I just. Yes, Kendra's thirteen. Another. I didn't think that. I did not <laughs> think that. Let me remove my robe. I am oh, actually. God, oh God! No! Oh, stop oh. it! I mean, another forty years. He definitely could be Horace. <laughs> <laughs> Is there some sort of time loop going on where this man becomes Horace, goes back in time, and meets up with us in present? Yeah, well, there's a couple of. Uh, couple of schools of magic that might be able to make that happen. <laughs> so the trial of the beast, right? Well, he asked if you had heard of it. Yes, of course. We actually got caught in the crowd on our way in. Oh, yeah. it's It's been quite the ruckus for the past week or so. Uh, as the town's gotten excited about this idea of catching the one thing that made Leopardstadt bad, that made things in Leopardstadt happen. But I'm just a bit pissed he's ruined a part of my beloved University of Leopardstadt. I'm heading up the prosecution against the beast. It, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a difficult trial. I mean, the, the town's against him. People are against him. And it's clear he's committed some crimes. We've heard he's been a menace to the society. We've heard he's smashed up the the university here. But beyond some vandalism, what has he done to this town that has got these people in such an uproar and pull out the wicker man? He's, um, well, he's killed about, I don't know, give or take 50 people in the past uh, 15 years. And And you can verify this. We can verify most. 
So there's a strong case against him. It's just that as a party, we have in the last couple months seen an instance of a man who, although his body committed some terrible crimes, he was under a compulsion. I, I, I just want to make sure that if we are putting someone or something on trial, that we are 100% sure that this person committed these crimes. Listen, I'm on the prosecution. I've done my research. There's tons and tons of witnesses against him. It's pretty open and shut, if you ask me. I agree. And honestly, I'm I'm glad. It's a it's a quick case. I Let's get it over with. Exactly. Well, I I'm kind of with Matumbe on this one, Adivian. I I mean, as long as there's sufficient evidence against him, that that makes sense that he should be, uh, well, have have the punishment be uh, fit his crimes. So he was destroying a lot of, I'm sure, very valuable artifacts. Were were there any? It seemed like he targeted and completely destroyed, or did some things make it out okay in the end? Roll a diplomacy. 18. With an 18, a Divian would give you this. He would say, I heard that one of the artifacts is missing. They've just started cleanup, so I don't know if it'll turn up. It's weird. Uh, Dr. Crowell talked about it as uh, some... Uh, I don't know even what he called it. it it's made of... Some sort of sea stone. He said it was pretty much worthless. I I took it as, you know, a small idol. It, it probably went missing or smashed. Anything from the sea is worth a great deal. Maybe not to you, but to someone else. I'm here to protect my university. Then I'll be out of town. I was a student here, and and the Beast of Leopardstadt was just starting to be a, a threat, a thing people talked about and were afraid of at night. In some way, it feels like justice to me, and with all the evidence stacked against him, I don't see a reason why this would be a, a contentious case. I think I think the town is just riled up because they're ready to put an end to the things that have been ailing them. And you think this will put an end to their troubles? I'm relatively certain this beast has been around for a long time, and from everything I've heard, he's hurt people, stolen things, killed people. Seems like without him around, this is going to be a better place to live. I hope in the end, true justice is served. And I think Adivian would welcome you guys to probably stay the evening. Obviously, he doesn't want to put you up long term, but he's like, for the for the night, you know, you, you can go ahead and stay. It's late. Don't try and go back, especially if the crowd is still out there. Um, 
feel free to stay the stay the night. It's relatively cramped. He's actually converted a lot of his rooms to like libraries and studies instead of traditional bedrooms. So there's really only two bedrooms, one of which Kendra is occupying. Aside from his oh bedroom. Oh boy. So she's in a separate bedroom. Yeah, she's in her own bedroom. So all four oh. of us got to get in <laughs> one bed. You could play it like that. How you big can sleep mattress? on like a couch. How maybe. big's the mattress? <laughs> big enough for Matube. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking 340 pound tequila deal or whatever. Okay, I sleep on the bottom. Ikma lays on top of me, then Lyra, then Eclipse. We form a pyramid. Get yeah. eight hours of uninterrupted hey, sleep. So Eclipse is probably just going to go to one of the libraries and uh, sleep in a chair. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Lyra will find her own space to sleep, not on top of other people. So Batumanic versus Spoon. <laughs> oh, no. oh, actually, uh, Kendra, you know, I, I see there's a little bit of room next to you. Do you mind if I... <laughs> Ikmer, that's a hard pass. <laughs> Wait, is it because of my, my mustache? Mostly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Matsume will give up the bed. That's fine. I'll sleep on a couch. I mean, Ikmer's fine with the couch. He's a teenager. He'll sleep So nobody anywhere. sleeps on the bed. Everybody fine. Everybody's like, no you. No you. Out of principle, we all sleep nobody on the couch. Nobody sleeps on the bed. Everybody's, but magically, there's five couches in this house. So everybody finds a couch and crashes on it. Perfect. Or a pyramid. Well, see, there's going to be an interesting effect if they if they slept in a pyramid. They were actually going to form Voltron. <gasps> <laughs> Is it too late? Is it too late? <laughs> it's too late. You guys already hand off the pawn. So, I mean, before bed, I think uh, Eclipse would pull Lyra aside and say, um, Hey, Lyra, what was your relationship with the professor like? He helped me with a lot of things, but most importantly, he rescued me from a dangerous place. I was hurt and not in my right mind. He helped me feel whole again and helped me find my true family. Well, true family? I mean, where exactly are you from? Well, technically, I'm from Ilmarsh. My biological lineage is not the family that you met at the funeral. Huh. Ilmarsh. I'm not familiar. What is it like? Where is your family? I'm not surprised. It's a small, rundown town filled with troubled water. They worship some great old ones trying desperately to bring them from the dark tapestry. I was exploited for their greater good. They forced me to help them call up creatures that should have stayed as nightmares. It stained my soul. But I mean, what would an ocean be without monsters lurking in the dark? It would be like sleep without dreams. And Eclipse would, I guess, smile a little bit. Souls can be stained more easily than people think. Everyone has a monster lurking in the dark. It's all about how close to the surface the monster appears. And if you push it too deep, you can become the monster. Without even realizing. 
We should probably all stay close as friends, even after we deliver those books, especially with you losing such a close mentor like Lorimore. Definitely. With Professor Lorimore's help, I've done a lot to recover and learn how to direct my magic. Although, now that he's gone, I feel more drawn to the ocean than ever before. I long for its soft embrace. And with that, Lyra just gets kind of like a far-off look in her eye and really isn't going to be talking much more. Okay. Good night, Lyra. As Eclipse walks away from this conversation and probably heads to bed, she hears... (laughs) You're doing your fucking best, aren't you? Aren't you? (laughs) You're trying to get close to home, huh? You're afraid I'm going to drag you away. (laughs) I can tell. What's wrong with me dragging you away? What do you have against me dragging you away? I mean, Vance, wouldn't it be just great if we pulled the monster out and all of them and just took them with us? See, I'm more of a solo guy, but it's, it seems like I found you in your little big picture, huh? I like that about you. I like where your head's at. Now that I'm a part of it, I can see it's a pretty good space. You're kind of a sick fuck, aren't you, E? We're going to get along just fine, and I think we're going to get them with us. It's just that one guy, he seems like such a buzzkill. That one guy with the fucking book. What's in his past that we can find? I'm sure we'll find it soon. Phrasma won't save him forever. <laughs> Didn't save him from me, did it? <laughs> He's about to find out. Phrasma's only good for the living. And the lopper would fade away. Let me see if you had for the dead, too. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and you all find your places to sleep, and morning arrives. Ikmer's gonna sharpen his sword. Ikmer sharpens his sword, and it gains the keen property. Hold up. Um, I had several people who do not play Pathfinder ask me what the keen property was, so we should clarify that. Oh, sure. So... The Keen Weapon Special Property, really awesome. It's Really love it. It doubles the critical threshold on a weapon. So basically, your long sword, correct me if I'm wrong, was a 19 to 20. That's right. So that would make it crit 17, 18, 19, 20, I think, with the Keen Property. Yep, Yep. So now you have a 4 in 20 chance of rolling a critical hit. Which does, for the longsword, double damage. That's right. It's really good. I mean, it, it, it takes it from a one-tenth to one-fifth chance, basically, of critting. And it comes in real handy in combats, especially when you're up against this boss and up against tremendous odds, and you're able to pull out these grievous blows one after another. Not only is it magical and plus one, it is also keen as long as you sharpen it. You guys have a couple of places that you need to be heading this morning. You can head to Embrith Deramid, Montagny Kral. You can likely find Professor Kral in the area that the Beast of Lepidstat tore up, the area that's being cleaned. You would also know that 
Embrith is supposed to be the one that gives you the, you know, the reward for returning the, the books. So whatever you want to do to start the morning, let me know. Before we go on that, Lyra wants to draw her hair card for the day. I knew you were going to do that. So that's why, I, uh, that's why I waited a second because I need you to draw one for your day. And one for you and Eclipse to share. Ooh. All right. So the one for Eclipse and I to share is the courtesan, which is a creepy face hidden behind a beautiful mask. I fucking love these hero cards. These are fantastic. And it is a, I believe, a neutral card. Yes. Once again, fitting for the story we just did. Which I kind of love. I love the neutral card that's shared because it's a plus five to... Any one role, but the two of you need to decide on which role you use it on. Is that in character or as players? As players, you can decide. Yeah. Okay. And then the card that I drew for the day is the beating. Oh, that's Igmer's. Oh, yeah. That harkens back to what? Episode one? Yep. Yeah. And uh, that one gives Lyra a plus two on strength. Okay. So where are you guys headed this morning? First off. I think we're here to return books. I think we should drop those off before we start diving into this beast investigation, because who knows what that could turn into. Okay. So you head to Embrit's house, and, and in the will, although not explicitly stated, it would have been like her address and that kind of thing, as well as the address of you know the exact building at the University of Leopardstadt to go to. So you guys head to... Embert's house, it is actually like right towards the center of town, north of the initial kind of mob that you experienced last night. It's actually in the in the dead center of town instead of the first square as you enter town. So you head that direction, you're heading slightly south and then west. You approach her townhouse and it's gorgeous but you can't help but notice the difference between it and Adivian's townhouse it's strikingly new looks like new brick new stone new construction almost so this is where we were going to return the scarab book correct yes Um, I did not have that in my possession I had the Zankuthan and the Ergothoa book well, uh, you know, I, I've been holding on to this for, for quite a while, and really, I haven't been able to read any of it. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it's perfectly fine with me to give it back. I mean, unless you guys want to take one last look at it, but I feel like it's right to give it back. I think we're at the point where it's a little late to start researching the book. Yeah. (laughs) We are standing outside of this lady's house. Well, I mean, if you want to, like, you know, take a, I don't know, a a mental screenshot or something. I think you remember that this is the book that's in code. That without hours and hours of linguistics, you wouldn't be able to understand. It's the one that that um, Kendra used like comprehend languages on and was only be able to get you like a cursory idea of what some of it was about. Do we want to 
figure out what it actually said from this lady or do we want to i think we should ask her yeah okay i mean that's yeah fine with me cool so we've been carrying this book around with us for about a month and Lorimar must have had it longer what is it you have not knocked on the no. door or entered the house my bad We'll knock on the door, and that's what I would say. Hi, I'm Haley. <laughs> I'm <a clip. laughs> I'm doing really well with this drink tonight. Um, please let me in. So, please let me in. <laughs> please let me in. The door opens, <laughs> and this elderly lady opens the door. She has this gray hair pulled into a tight bun. Her eyes are almost piercingly blue. She's got kind of like pale skin robes that she's wearing as if she was uh, potentially about to head out. Oh, hello. Uh, who who might you be? Uh, sorry to disturb you, m'lady, but I uh, have something that is that is yours, and we are here to return it. <laughs> My boy, that that doesn't answer my question. Who who are you? Oh well, uh, then let me introduce myself. Ikmer bows, probably awkwardly, and my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Ikmer. I was a friend of Professor Lorimore's, and he instructed us in his will to return these books, uh, well, this book to you. Oh, a friend of Petros. Come in, come in the, the four of you, come come in. Yeah, and uh, this is Matumbe. Pleasure to meet you. And and this is Lyra. Hello. And Eclipse. Hello. Thank you for introducing everybody, young man. Uh, please come in and we'll we'll discuss. I I have something for you. It, it seems I've I've been waiting. Oh, I Oh, oh this is uh, very very exciting. <laughs> I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> so you guys enter and this flat is tidy. It is well-kempt, maintained. You can see that Embrith has coffee ready. She she probably just finished her breakfast at this point in the morning. Looked like she had tidied herself up and got ready to do whatever she does during the day. Well, I, I don't know that any of you really know who I am from from Lorimore's will? I, I'm Judge Deramid. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm one of the three presiding magisters and judges of Leopardstadt. Are you by any chance the judge for the beast trial? Well, one of the three, my dear. Well, that's how judges work, you know. Well, I didn't know that they always all worked all the cases. We do, in fact. 
Well, most of the big, the high-profile ones we do. These northern customs are strange to me, even the judicial ones. Wait, do they take a day off or something in the Milwaukee Expanse or something? Oh, we don't have three judges presiding one case. In fact, we don't have very many judges at all. (laughs) She'd motion you to take a seat, and she would kind of chat you up a little bit. So, you you knew my friend uh, Petros, huh? I can't believe he's passed. It really was too bad to see him go, but uh you know, he he was a he was a good man and he he left a very nice daughter who is doing very well now. Well, that's Good to hear about Kendra. I, I know the girl. I've met her before. But what? Why weren't you at the at the funeral to uh, receive the this this book yourself? I was tied up in a trial. Unfortunately, my boy, it it's never something you like to you like to have happen when your your work takes precedence over over your personal life, but I didn't have a choice to, to make the eight-day journey down to Ravengrove to, to see my friend pass, unfortunately. I was tied up here. Wow, they they tie you up to the to being like the judge. That's that sounds like really hard work, to be honest. Ladies, is is he a detective? Lear <laughs> <laughs> will also whisper to her, "Don't egg him on. I won't. Don't ask about his badge. I promise I won't." <laughs> <laughs> Can Ikra make a perception check to see if he heard that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Thirteen on a die. Okay, let's see how her uh, stealth is. It's fourteen plus seven. Do I beat you? Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, because I rolled thirteen and my modifiers, big ol' zero. Oh, so, goose egg. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure what you were working with. Yep, no lie. So yeah, Ikmer uh, will just sit there and smile, really big, as he does. <laughs> Make a sense motive though. Ikmer actually has that. Who? Anybody that wants to can. Sure. That is a 13 for Ikmer. 15 for the Matumbe. Uh, I got a natural 20, so that's 25, and then it's a 29 if it's to notice under enchantment. What about, what about haunts? Right? I just, I gotta <laughs> say it all. <laughs> is the handle of Ikmer's sword warm? <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody say Wiener? <laughs> we just gonna do every callback. <laughs> um, so everybody above a fifteen would notice that it seems like Embrith is a little more torn up about her inability to make it to Laura Moore's funeral than she lets on. It seems like she might have been affected by the death a little more than she seems outwardly presenting to you uh reading into that and with eclipses what 29 or 25 25 eclipse would infer that she maybe had a more than professional relationship with 
Professor Lorimore while he lived in Leopardstadt. Nice. <laughs> They're of an age. Uh. They're both in their 60s, or Petros was when he died. You get it, girl. And it would not at all be Kendra's mother. Not unless you have knowledge, but Blood DNA test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is it? Like, uh, next, kin, discern, next, next of, of kin. kin. Yeah, yeah, discern next of kin. You know, Eclipse might have that. No, but I know Nana Oblewood. <laughs> <laughs> so you've returned one book, the Manual on the Esoteric Order of the Palatine Eye. You had discerned that back in, what, episode five. At least what it was. And Amrith would take it th- from you and thank you. You still have several other books to return. Did you ever figure out what Petros was using the rest of these strange books for? I'm not sure that we ever found a distinct cause. He was researching uh, a terrible cult, I believe, but not much beyond that. And with this one, it's special. I'm going to return it, and I, I don't know if I have the right to, sh- to share what he was using it for, but it's, I think it's really important. If you somehow see meaning in, in poor Petros's notes and, and findings in the books, I, I see no reason why you need return them. I can put in a word with... Professor Crowell, he respects me enough that he would loan them out to you for, for longer if if you feel you need them or if you feel you want them. If, you, if there's more information, maybe you feel you didn't find. I would like to keep this one, then. So you want to keep on Verified Madness? Yeah. Nah, no kidding. What, what a shocker. <laughs> uh, one, one thing before... We go, were you ever able to read this, well, the book, this, the, the book that we're returning to you? This book is somewhat dear to me. I'm a part of the Order of the Palatine Eye. Oh. Now, you as non-members wouldn't be able to read it without... Great expense of time and, and likely magic. And there's nothing in there, I can tell you. I'm sworn to secretly, secrecy, unfortunately. But what I can say is that it's a long-standing order that's pervaded a lot of... Well, initially it started with the Ustalavalite. It's been passed down, and, and I think intellectuals of... Ustalav gravitate towards it because it's, well, it's a set of ideals that we have. If you don't mind me asking, why would he entrust this book to you? What benefit do do you get from this book? (laughs) My dear boy, he borrowed the book from me. He borrowed it from you? It is my book. Was he a member of this order? He was trying to be. I see. And what, what does this order do i mean if if you don't mind me asking i'm i don't mean to pry well we're not overly out in the open but what i can tell you is that 
we attempt to preserve knowledge and and make sure it doesn't reach the the wrong hands, as it were. If you wouldn't mind staying for a moment, I I do have a favor to ask you, and I do have your your hundred platinum each. You've you've earned it, and I appreciate you coming to me to return my book and and meet with me. You see, I believe there's a cancer in this town, in Leopardstadt. A darkness that's lurking deep beneath the shadow of a scapegoat. For many years, the, the people of Leopardstadt have laid all their ills at the door of a creature known as the Beast of Leopardstadt. Murders, thefts, and terrors, they've all been attributed to the beast. But I know that, that many of these stories are exaggerations. Or simply untrue. I also know that, that some people have different stories to tell entirely. Stories about his kindness, this beast. His humanity. He's rescued loved ones of people in town, too. Helped out people in distress. Is my belief that the time has arrived for that kindness to be repaid. Unfortunately, no one, no one dares step forth and defend this monster. As judge, I, I feel like I can't let a trial like this happen. It just seems like the, the cards are stacked against the beast, and it feels unfair to me. It feels unjust. I think the people of Lebedstad have blamed the beast for too much and for too long. His crimes... We need to know if they're real or if they're uh, imagined entirely. In addition to this, I'm skeptical about the main crime for which the beast was apprehended. I don't think that the beast's capture at the university was all it was said to be. A creature such as that, I've heard he's intelligent. Why would he let himself be captured in that way? It doesn't... It doesn't add up. Something seems off. Unfortunately... Being a judge, I, I can't publicly announce my suspicions. I'm a judge on the trial. I can't seem biased. I can't seem swayed by this monster. If he even be a monster. I can't seem partial to him. But I need people that don't have the lens of living in Lepidstadt clouding their vision. People that can I can see, see what this beast truly is, and determine whether he did what it said that he did. I'll be fully blunt with you, if, if Petros trusted you to protect his daughter and, and, and bring these books here, I trusted him, and so I will trust you. If you assist me, 
in determining this beast guilty or innocent. I'll double what he bequeathed to you, and you'll have my eternal gratitude. Now, no one can know of our arrangement. That would make me seem partial. It would seem unfair, and it would seem as if I'm hiring private detectives to work on the beast's side, and that's not what I want. I'm, I'm not convinced either way, but I want the creature to have a fair trial. People like you, outsiders, are his best shot. Ma'am, take a look around this room. Do any of us appear to be from Lepidstadt or have any, spent any amount of time here? That's specifically why I've chosen you. We are truly outsiders, and we've only been in this town but a couple hours, maybe, and cannot get a straight story from anyone on the the guiltiness or innocence of the beast. Now, we are willing, I believe, to get involved in this local matter. We can bring an impartial look into this. Be prepared, though. If the beast is guilty, we will find out. And it we may have to send him to the Wicker Man. <laughs> I'm, I have no love for the beast. I, I've heard enough about his goodness to question, to question our perception of him. I worry that the preconceived notions of the town and the frenzy that this town has gotten into have doomed him to death. There is no way for him to escape this without someone outside of Lepidstadt intervening. In the short time that we've been here, you're not the only one to have expressed your doubts. We all understand that everyone has their monsters. Some are just better at hiding them than others. We'll make sure if he truly has a good spirit, we'll get to the bottom of it and we'll do everything we can to make sure he's set free. Well, there are two places you you may want to start. The first is at the University of Lepidstadt with the man I assume you intended to return these books to. Tell him that you need them for more research. But Professor Montagny Crowell, that was his division that got ransacked. And the crime scene is... Still not entirely cleaned up, there may be some clues you can find there. Beyond that, the courthouse and the beast's defendant, Barrister Koppel. Now, he's not well known for for being the greatest defendant in town. In fact, many of his clients have been hanged. The deck is stacked against the beast. And you are here to right the hands of fate. And I need you to finish your drinks, because we'll see you next week. (laughs) Oh, I knew it. (laughs) 